What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Gen Z Ship Podcast. I am your host, Savion Taylor. I am your host, Savion Taylor, (laughs) and this is my co-host, Annika. How are you doing today, Annika? Uh, What is up, my people? people? I'm so glad glad that you're just on here today, listening to whenever this is. is, I'm thankful for you, you. and I hope that this talk blesses you. you. Um, we're so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is today's topic is going to be awesome. Um, so today I do want to say, um, today we are not only live on YouTube, but we are live on my my business Facebook page. Um, so we are live on two locations on this week, which I believe is awesome. So today what we have is we have the topic Yahweh does have a plan. That is our topic for today, this week. Um, I'm gonna let um I believe um I want we want to I want to discuss Jeremiah with with um with Yonica. And so if you can go if you can just if you can read uh Jeremiah one to start us off, yes. please. Yes. And we're gonna talk about how we're gonna talk about how God actually does have a plan for our lives. Yes, yes. I would love, I would to. love to. Okay. Okay. This is what this it is says. what it says. The words of Jeremiah, words of Jeremiah the, son the son of Hokiah, one of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the end of the eleventh year of Zechariah, Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth for to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I've set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, out of the north disaster shall be let loose upon all the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I'm calling all the tribes of the kingdoms of the north, declares the Lord, and they shall come and every one shall set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against all its walls and, and around and against all the cities of Judah. And I will declare my judgments against them for all their evil in forsaking me. They have made offerings to their gods and worship the works of their own hands. But you, dress yourself for work. Arise and say, say to them everything that I command you. Do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you before them. And I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. 
So for anyone who does not, that was actually Jer the whole chapter of Jeremiah 1. And so today what we're talking about is that God has a plan for you. Um, I love this. Um, I love this this chapter because this is this actually this actually shows us this is one of those chapters that shows us that age does not matter when it comes to purpose. It does not matter when it comes to God having a plan for your life. It, age has nothing to do with this because Jeremiah is a very young at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and we know this because of verse six, he says, I cannot speak for I am a child. And so this here um, gives this scripture here gives us the first thing that I believe we should we should discuss is that when it comes to the plan, it does not matter the age. A, your age does not disqualify the plan. So true. No matter true. what God has, no matter what God, God has, has carefully had a plan for your life. And not only did he have a plan, the great thing about it is we learned that even before, even before you were put in your, mother, your mother's womb, he actually knew what he was going to do in your life. He already knew a plan that was laid out for your life. Um, some people even, um, sometimes preachers even say it this way, that before the foundations of the earth, he already had thought you out. He already had knew your name. He already knew knew that Annika and Savion would have a podcast and would talk about this at 508 on July 1st, they'd be talking about how he had a plan. He had a plan for that to happen, for us to talk about that he had a plan. Plan all the way before he even formed the earth. He already knew and had the plan set up for our lives. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I'm just going to um, um, let it let that open for you to uh, say any remarks, Annika. Yes. Yes. Okay, so one of my favorite verses from just ever, one of my favorite verses that I've always loved, loved is Jeremiah 1. And it's been, and it's been, it's been one that I've actually, one like, that I've actually like, been grounded in for a while. I remember I learned it in Sunday school when I was younger, and I learned some songs about all those verses and stuff, and I've always loved this verse because love how it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I Before I formed you in the womb, before I knew just think about that, before anybody else knew you, you were known by before your parents even knew you, before your friends even you, before your name was, you know, let's say in your kindergarten, in your mother's womb, the Lord knew you. Before you were even known, like I just love saying, before you were even known, God knew you. Before anybody else knew you, God knew who you were. And that's like, that's a reason to rejoice for choice. That's a reason for us to be reminded that we are known by God and that kind of retreats to like, um, Psalm um, 139 or whatever, or whatever which, which I'll read, I'll read a, a tiny bit of, bit of um, um, 
before, before uh, I keep talking, I keep a, little talking a little bit, this, but, but I was reading this actually this, this morning, and it talks about how, like, you know, when I'm going to lay down, when I rest at home, like, you know, like, you we, know can we can never escape from the spirit, we can never get away from his presence, it says, if I ride the wings in the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me, even there, in the farthest oceans, even there, Even God, there guides God guides us. us. And then verse and then 11 verse says, I could ask the darkness to hide me, and the light around me to become light. Verse 12, Even, Even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the to night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Like, even the, even darkness, the darkness, even in your darkest, in your darkest hour, hour, you cannot, you cannot hide, from hide from God. God still, God still sees you, God still knows, knows you. And to, and to, to God, to the God, night the shines as bright as the day. As the day. Like, it says darkness and light are the same to him. Like, you, like are you are not far away from God, and God's not far away from you. you. Even there, Even in your there, darkest, in darkest hour, hour of depression, of anxiety, of fear, of the unknown, of not knowing what your life's going to be, or what God or what has God planned for your life, in the uncertainty, and in the unknowing, God knows your name. Before you were formed, even in the name. God knew God knew and that's so intuitive and I love how we get to have that and who Jesus is it's like we are known so intuitive God is like right here right now right now wherever you are you are seen and that's promise I do love it because even further I love with Jeremiah because even further down in Jeremiah's book of the Bible we find that God has to say has to has to re say that for I know the plans that I have for you it, it's not your plan it's not my plan it's it's not hey this is what I think and so like we were talking about last week with God actually getting our it's not God saying hey I think I want this for you so what you think like with uh Adam and Eve, when he made Eve for Adam, he didn't, he wasn't like, oh, Adam, you know, I want to make you help me. Like, uh, you got any suggestions yeah. why I do this? It, it wasn't like that. It was, I have a plan. I've thought, I, I've thought about you. I've, I've planned for you. I have a plan mm -hmm. for you in the midst of eternity to eternity, glory to glory. I have that plan for you. I have that purpose for you. Yeah. Already mapped out, already ready for you. All you have to do is walk the path that I've set. I think that is, there's a beauty to having having a God that has already planned for you. Um, I believe, and I don't know, I cannot remember if it's in Jeremiah, but there's another place where he tells us, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Like you yeah, can't, yeah, you're not, um, as some of my classmates would say, a lot of times you're not on my level. Like we're not on God's level. We we yeah. can't think. Yeah. We can't come up with the thoughts that God has for us. We can't come up with the way that that God has. We can't. We can't even fathom all of that. Um, and and it's it's amazing how He just sets that path for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so yeah, good. That's and so good. And like, like, 
It's so it's easy so as Christ always to, like, there's something I just wrote down. It's, like, so easy to escape from all the answers to be, like, you know, but I just thought of this, like, earlier, it's, like, why would God want to talk to us about a plan that we already have completely worked out without any input from him? Like, if his thoughts and his ways are higher than ours, if we have, you know, if we know that and we want to live that out and live like it's true, then, like, you know, why would we want to have this plan that's completely worked out without, without any input from him, him and then we have God, God to like, you know, you know, have this whole have plan, this whole plan or, like, you know, like, you know what I mean, have all the answers and like, all the stuff you haven't even, you know, you haven't even talked to him about the plan that, quote unquote, you have, that you've never looked at human beings it's like, we don't, the plans, it's like, it's like, it's like, about how, like, you know, we plan our steps, but it's like, the Lord's purpose that prevails, he's the one that prevails. Prevails. His thoughts and his, his ways are his way better and way higher and way higher and more stable than ours could ever be. And it's like, why would we want to have a plan that's completely left out before we've been like talking to the Savior of the world before we start having that? It's like, we don't even have to understand the why of God's ways to choose to follow the midst of that. Like, you know, we can't stop short of that victory with God because He's still working on things out when we get to He's present. His plans are still good. Even in that, those unthinkable moments, and even when we think that our plans are better, it turns out they're not. A lot of times, your foundation is of human, of like made out of human hands, and diverse interpretations about that. It's like you know, it's not made from human hands. Like Jesus is on His throne, but He is not made from human hands. He he is the one who is the one who is like that just reminds me that he's richer than we could ever imagine ever think about think about and that's like worthy like he's ready to be praised for that like every single time every day yeah it's amazing i'm sorry y'all i was i had to fix i have to fix my camera um but no it's amazing um and and like you said something very poignant about how we try to make our own plans without consulting God, which is a real danger. And I believe that's why he had to tell tell the people or tell the person he was talking to at that moment and by way says, my thoughts aren't yours. Yeah. <coughs> Whatever way you come up with, just understand that's not my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's so amazing how God will give us something or we'll think of something and we'll begin to make plans before praying, or we'll begin to make plans before actually getting God's word on it, yeah, or yeah. consulting the people of God around us. We will, we don't actually say, "Hey, well, God, what do you think about about doing it this way?" Or is this the way I should go about it? And we yeah. we forget yeah. to do that sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and like we have to ask for grace to remember like that, to remember that, like, you know, to ask you know, God, to ask God grace to remember that, like, that, like, not, like even just that, and it's like, I don't know, I just thought of this earlier as well, like, God hasn't sabotaged our plans, he kindly stops our plans because he knew that your plans were about to sabotage you. 
And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's so true. Like, so true. You know, he doesn't yeah, destroy, he destroy all. All. Sometimes he does destroy our plans, like the ones that we try to make up that we think are better, but like, um, sometimes he hasn't sabotaged our plans. Like, sometimes he just stops them. And he's like, wait. And then he just puts it right in front of you. And it's just like, I'm going to do it my way because you know, his way is always better. So you better trip through all the time. His plans are prosperous. He gives us bright hope, bright hope, wonderful future. It's like, it's like, you know, you know, he knew he that knew our that plans, plans would always destroy, destroy, that would always, that would always you know, not build us up and encourage us to the fullest potential. And it's like, we can be so confident in God's plan for our lives that, like, we don't even get upset anymore when things don't go our way. Like, imagine being so confident that, like, his way is best that he knows he's doing. He's not anxious about having something. I don't know, guys, what's the deal? Like, what's the plan? Like, I don't really know what's next. Like, I'm not really sure how we're going to work this out. He's not sitting up there just wondering and being anxious. That's not negating. And saying, and saying that, that like, anxiety's bad. Like, worry about like, future's not bad. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, it's like, he's not worried. Like, he's not. He's sitting there. I get that a lot of people would say, like, oh, he's a savior of the world. Of course he's not anxious. But at the same time, it's like, no, like, he's not worried. Like, he has everything under control. You think that he has the entire world in his hands. I'm pretty sure he has your world in his hands. He has you in the palms of his hands. He knows the number of pairs on your life. He knows. Like, his like thoughts about thoughts you, about remember about the green like, he has, has hope for you, for and you can have hope for yourself. He already he overcame, overcame, he overcome, overcome the of difficulty, difficulty and in the uncertainty of not knowing what's next. He has right for us in our future and for our I think that's the beauty of it all, Um, because we have to, it's not, when we say, oh, he's the savior of the world, of course, it's not anxious. It's not a pride thing. It's not an ego thing. Yes, it's yes. the beauty of it because yes, we serve, yeah. we serve a God who's been at the past and in the beginning, but at the same time, he's been at the end of eternity. That's why, that's why earlier I said eternity to, to eternity. He's seen it all already, but at the same time, at the same time, he's where you are. He saved us for he's today. in your past. He's in your past. He's in your future, but he's in your present as well. And it is so amazing because he's seen it all. He's there all. He's all throughout it. And you'll never know. You're, you're looking at it as, a, as we, we, we tend to look at it as a pride or ego thing to say that, oh, he's the same word. He's not anxious. He's not worried. No, it's the beauty of it that he's sitting there just resting, already seeing what happened, not be like, oh, I've seen it, but to mm -hmm. say, hey, yeah. I've seen what you're going through. Yeah. I, I already know yeah. how your life's going to turn out. I already know what I want you to do, no, no matter what detour you take, no matter what you may do, no matter who who you hooked up with that you wasn't supposed to be, whoever we've spiritually or emotionally hooked ourselves up to, I it doesn't matter. I have a certain plan for you. I have a certain purpose for you. There are certain things I need you to walk out because there's plan for your life. There's there's purpose for your life, and we don't. And sometimes we actually forget. Mm -hmm. Oh, we so how forget. Yeah. And we make it an ego thing, but really it's not ego, it's not pride. It is the beauty of our God. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's like something I've, I'm thinking about kind of like what being he's been he's with us like here right now, right now. Like it's one thing that it says we've been rescued for eternity, but also for today. 
Diamonds get especially tough. It's easy to get lost when you're lost in heaven. It's a holy escape hatch that if you find joy, it's to retreat you and meditate on it to turn with him as a form of worship. Sometimes I focus so heavily on heaven that I'm never going to get on earth to give me salvation here, salvation here and salvation now, salvation for the that goes today. It's a reminder to preach the gospel to myself daily. There is nothing that we say that Jesus didn't die to redeem and give us victory in right now. Joy is available for today. Peace was secured for today. Victory over anger, over pride, over sickness, over anxiety, over shame. Those are not not we have to Thank on heaven. Yes, but the same victory and completion. Jesus died to secure our security, also to secure us tightly, pervasively Like he would die to set us free today, to make us today. Holy Spirit is with you right now. With you this morning, he's with you this afternoon, he's with you tonight, he's with you tomorrow. Like you know, he has been with you always. Never leaves you forsaken. That's a promise. That is a promise. Just keep your like. You gotta be reminded that we're gonna rescue for today, but also for eternity. We can live in our hope now and forevermore. Like that is a promise that we can hold fast to in the midst of difficulty and also in the midst of joy. Not too fast. He is faithful. He is faithful. I, I love that. And if I could, if I could um, say something about the heaven thing, we look to heaven. We talk about heaven, but if we actually read our Bibles, this is something my mom and I. I've talked about my mom and my mom talked about, and it just blew my mind. Um, we talk about heaven a lot, about reaching heaven, but our goal is never heaven. We're not all going to be in heaven. Oh my God, you mean some of us are going to be in No, that's not what I mean. Uh, uh, it says that New Jerusalem is a new heaven and a new earth. So that means in order for it to be a new heaven and new earth, in order for God to recreate the, so if God's going to recreate a new heaven and new earth, then we must be our residence or our new place of life that we're looking on to is not just heaven, but new Jerusalem, which is heaven and earth. And then not only currently is our focus, not should be just heaven, but bringing heaven down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Bring this heaven, bring current heaven where God sits, the third heaven, if anybody knows anything about one, two, three, heaven, um, which is us, um, principalities, and then where God is. Um, or some would say us, solar system, then where God is. It depends on where you stand with that. I've seen, I've heard both people, both ways explain it. Um, me, I'm the principalities dude. Um, I, I, find it more that way but our plan and the way the plan is set up i love it because yahweh has a plan that at the end we're not just going to heaven no we're going to be caught we're, we're going to be caught up to heaven yeah glory hallelujah we're going to war and god's going to what god is going to recreate everything into what is called what revelation calls new jerusalem new heaven New, <laughs> new earth. Not not just not just. Oh, we're gonna catch up and we're gonna party. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Not not. It's it's not what we we've been thinking it is. It's not just being caught up in, yeah. and we're just everything's ha is is gone. No, yeah. 
God's created a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah, yeah. That's so beautiful. Where we can live for eternity. That's so beautiful. To the, for the end, to the end of eternity, we can live in New Jerusalem. The goal is not just heaven. The goal is New Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the focus right. is to bring heaven down to earth. The current focus is to bring heaven down to earth, to share, share Jesus to all four corners of the earth and bring heaven down to earth. Yeah, yeah. The that's end right. where God comes back is not heaven, but what it is, is new Jerusalem, new heaven, new earth. Yeah, and that's what yeah, it talks about in Revelation 19, 19 like, like the marriage supper of the Lamb. Like, like, it says it too is a gathering of sins, but they aren't counting the They're celebrating because the bond that was bond in the garden is now restored. They have been led to their Savior forever. Forever they will be in His presence. Never again will they be separate from Him. Never again will they hide. Never again will they be driven away. Their fellowship will never end. The sound of the celebration will never grow quiet. Their robes will be robes. There's no condemnation no of him. There's no sin that separates them. It's a scene of such outrageous beauty that describing it would stretch human language beyond its limits. And it's literally all by his grace. And it's like, man, like I just think about that. We don't. I just wrote something down as well while you're talking. I'm saying that we don't have to know God's plan to trust that there is one. I struggled so hard. Like this for such a long time in my life before I truly knew who Jesus was and knew what he had for my life and just knew all the ups and downs that he was just knowing him and living in the light of that. It's like, he kept me so stagnant from receiving the love of God and his goodness. We don't have to know God's plan 100% even trust that there is one. I feel like that would be better if we did. But at the same time, it's like, none of us have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Like, no person Ever has ever all, has the, answers, all the answers, and that's okay. That's okay. We, have we have to learn to learn to that. We're not always going to be right. 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 The one who is righteous, righteous is just wanting to be right, and how right. 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 better than this person and being like stop about trying to be someone else and someone else a better answer, knowing this or that. Like it's not about that. That's not what Jesus is. We gotta rid ourselves of that because that will stop you from being what we are to for so long in life. Like, I just had I to just trust, had trust, and it's okay to not understand. understand. Like, why like, doesn't call us to understand and be like, and be like oh, I need you to understand this, 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 No, he just no, calls us to believe and to love. And that's what calling Jesus is. It's like, I trust you that he is who he says he is. You don't understand. No, no, no. Bullet points of everything. You just got to know who he is and believe that he is Lord. That he is Lord. Like I said, it started stopping so much of what God had done for me in my life and in my career, high school, and in college career, and in friendships, and in family, you know, etc. It's like, you don't have to know God's plan to trust that there is one. He said it. His word is final. Like, he has plans to prosper us. He has hope in the future. You got to know that for today. That's what it says in his word today. That's what it says yesterday. That's what it said four days ago. That's what it said four years ago. And, you know, it's like his word stands final. You know, we got to remind ourselves that. 
when we feel like we are just our vision and what God has for us, not knowing and trying to track heart and heart what He's trying to say over us. We don't have to know what is to Just know that He has one because He said so, and we worship Him for that. No matter what, even if we find out all the answers exactly at the right time that we want. He said that he's, he a, said plan, that he's a plan, and that's and that's, that's worth that's being great for. You know, he has a plan. He's a plan. Done. Done. We don't have to we don't do, have do it and just wonder. No, it's like he has a plan. That's fine. That's final. And that is our hope. Confidence. Confidence. Follows me away. I think I, I think the problem with us is it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about it, but also I want to hit some people with reality. No matter how hard you try, you're going to want the whole plan. But one thing you have to understand while wanting the whole plan is that you will not know the whole plan. I love it. It's in the New Testament. It says we prophesied we prophesied in part and we know in part. It says we literally know in part. Um, I love and that that's love that's beautiful to me because it all it already tells us that. We can look at the bit. We can try to look at the big picture as much as we can, because a lot of times we hear people say, "Look at the big picture." Yeah, yeah. Can I hit you with reality? Even what you think the big picture is really isn't the big picture, because you only know in part. And even when you prophesy, when someone's a prophet and they and they flow in prophetic or whatever, hey, I have the gift too. But like when you do that. You're only no part of it. You're not getting the whole entire thing. You're getting a piece, a little piece, a little corner of this big, huge puzzle. Look at the big picture. There is no big picture that you can even fathom. The big picture you're talking about is still a small piece in an even bigger picture. Mm -hmm. That's right. right. And And, and it, it amazes me how we we don't realize that we the picture is so small look at the big picture you can't look at the big picture yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna i was gonna, I was gonna make, I was gonna it, make it, it a normal this is actually that, that i thought of like uh, months uh, ago months ago whatever else but anyways, um, so I thought it was actually because I don't know I don't know the Lord just spoke over my life then but um Actually, actually, I was just gonna get like a okay. 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 Um, but real quick, real quick, if I can, that's why. And those, and see, let me make a connection really yes. quickly to everything I've just said. We only know in part that's if we cannot look at the big picture, that's why God had that's why God says, You don't know my thoughts, you do not know my ways, because we cannot, that's why we can't look at the, the big picture. Even our big picture is a small, a small, small, a little small piece of the actual big picture because we do not know what God has in store for everything. We do not know why God does every single thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay, so therefore, because we don't know all of it, we prophesied and know in part. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I was thinking no, about, about this, and literally I just made it. It's like, this is literally just so random. But look at this piece of paper. I think I showed this before. Is we think this dot right here, we look at everything in life like this, and we see everything as this small dot. But look at this huge piece of paper. God sees a whole white space. Yet we see our situation, and again, this is not negating emotions. This is not saying that go through and what you struggle with is not hard, not difficult. It's like, but we see this on a huge piece of paper, we see this little, this little dot as, you know, the most crushing, debilitating moment, like the world will end. And that's not what we walk through. This part, yes, we are humans, and we values, tell me about it. But, you know, it's so clear. We see this dot as something that like incredibly like it's going to break and shatter us you know what I mean it's going to like and it might feel like that but God sees all this white space and like he's all the white space but it's so true he sees the big picture he sees this as a way to show you hey I'm going to touch you I'm going to move this because I know you're I know you're your name I know I know that you can handle this because I'm going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the provision and the guidance and the understanding. It might not be when you want all those things at the same time, but you're going to see who I am and who I am. Once you trust that, I see this white space. I see everything around it. I see things from my perspective. From God's perspective, he says, I see this white space. You might see this this dot because it looks, it seems like a huge giant. It might seem like a big life and it might seem super, super, super big. But know that God, he sees it from this whole grand scheme of things, like the big picture. And it's like, you have to be reminded that even in a small little dot moment, even in the most crushing little moments, God sees God it as, sees it as, as an, opportunity. an opportunity. He sees change as an opportunity. He doesn't see it as something to He doesn't see it as something to break us and shatter us. But sometimes you need to be shattered and be broken into millions of pieces before you can be made whole again. It can be renewed. Even like when I walk through the darkest time in my life, like I'm going to be so vulnerable for a second. Like the meaning is I went through this for you. It's like even in my most shattering moment, I saw my leader and it felt like that moment that I'm in my mind as a as this dot, it seemed like a huge question. I would not even know if I was going to be alive. I had no idea if I was living in I honestly didn't even that. And I saw it as this huge dot. This is crushing moment. And I was like, God, there's no way that you love me. God, there's no way this will how these lies are fighting and just inside my head constantly for months and months and months. And it's like, the whole time, the white space, the whole time, he was calling me. No, I couldn't hear that in my head. In my heart, you're beautiful. You're gonna do great. And it's like that's what he does. It's like he sees everything from his perspective. He's not blinded by struggles. He's not afraid of your questions. He's not intimidated. If you are mad at him, tell him. 
If you are if you frustrated, are frustrated confused, confused, tell him, God, I'm God, really I'm frustrated really right now. God, I need your help. That is that prayer. Is prayer. That is communion with God. That is talking with the creator of the universe. Like, like, that's who that's he is. He's, he's not afraid, not afraid of, that. of that. He just wants to hear your voice. He just wants to hear your higher He sees the big picture. When we see this God, he sees that big picture. And that's the beauty of the gospel, is that he sees everything. From this um, wire, and that's, and that's just beautiful. Beautiful. If if I could keyhole that up again, I'm gonna steal your analogy real quick and again yeah. to fit what I was talking about. Let's say, and even to the even to a point, I love this. I love that analogy, and I've seen it being being used before because it fits so much. Just that one dot on that one piece of paper fits so much, mm-hmm. but that one little dot could be you also. And that white space could be could be you feeling alone. That white space could be feeling like uh, feeling like we were talking about last week alone. Like there's no one for you, or there's no one near you, no one caring for you. And all you're seeing is that one white sheet with just you on it. But you're not realizing that that one white sheet is a part of a bigger canvas. Thank you. Where your future, where your future spouse is on, or your best friend, your best friend that disappeared for a while is gonna come back is on, or or our parents that I had a tough time with is on there. That dad you never met is on that bigger canvas. Ooh, I just (sighs) (sighs) gotta let that that bigger canvas. It, It can easily easily be seen as this is okay. This is where God is seeing. But what if that one piece of paper is also is what I'm just seeing and God's seeing a bigger canvas? What if everything everything that I'm seeing is on the piece of paper and everything God has for me is surrounding the piece of paper, just waiting for the right time in God's plan to come? (laughs) What if I feel alone in this one piece of paper and then then all around this one piece of paper on a big canvas is everything waiting in God's time? The reason I feel alone is because it's not time in God's plan for everything it's not your time, to begin it's not to time. come. It's time. <laughs> it, it's it's it. What what if that one piece of paper is also what God is? It, it's it's in the middle of a big canvas. That's why I said earlier. We say let's look at the bigger picture, but. Let's be honest in reality. Our bigger picture is not the actual bigger picture because God already said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not your ways. You cannot even fathom what I have for your life because I. every time you think of and you come up with and you find out what I have for your life, I've already thought of something bigger. I already have something bigger mm-hmm. set up for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can't keep up. You're not on God's level. You can't keep up. God's plan. You can't just figure it out. You can't. You can't use. Uh, I'm gonna use a Marvel reference. You can't be like Jar- Jarvis. Uh, can you pull up Jehovah's plans for my life within the next three months? You can't do. You 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 don't have a Jarvis. You don't have um, Genie from Aladdin to just pop up. This happens. You, you, we don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that little paper is yes, what God sees, but sometimes that same little piece of paper is the limitation of us looking like we're alone 
us looking like something ain't happened in our lives yet. And that piece of paper being in the middle of a big canvas. He's working all things out. And everything is surrounded. I I wonder if, and there are people, there are artists. I I have a friend who's an artist somewhere in another city in Virginia. And she does that. What she will do is she'll put a piece of paper in the middle of the canvas, paint around it, and then take the piece of paper out. And she will paint another different painting in the middle of the painting she already did and it would layer and blend in with the other painting and that whole time that smaller painting looks blank yeah yeah because of the piece of paper that's there the whole time it looks or either she's painted over top of it and looks messed up (laughs) it's it it looks broken torn a lot of messing all has been over top of it in the whole entire time, that person for everything you've been asking for, everything you think that has not come your way, it's just, it's right all around you mm-hmm. on the bigger canvas. Yeah, yeah. You just haven't been able to see it yet. Yeah, yeah. You and just haven't been able to And even like, instead of approaching the day as a blank page that you need to fill up. Sorry, go ahead. Your bigger picture is actually just going bigger. It's going bigger. As yours get bigger, that's your your bigger picture that you're looking at. It's just another section, another step into God's plan, another form into God's plan. Look at the bigger picture. I can't look at the bigger picture. My thoughts don't match up with God. My ways don't match up with God. Something I was going to say is like, instead of approaching the day as a blank page that you need to fill up, try living it in a responsive mode, being on the lookout for all that God is doing. This sounds easy, but it requires a deep level of truth based on the knowledge that his way is perfect. Like we need to yield. That's what that means. It's like we need to yield and be on the lookout for all that God is doing. It sounds easy, like, instead of just approaching a day, like, you know, that God's going to fill up, you know, and all that stuff. But maybe instead we need to back off and be like, wow, I don't have all the answers. I'm not right. And that's okay. Being okay and being content with that is like, God, paint your picture on my canvas. God, paint your picture on my canvas of my life. God, use the colors that you want. God, if there are a lot of crazy swirls and a lot of pictures and a lot of colors, that's okay, God, because your way is better. Your way is always better. God, your way is the best way. And God, we we just yield to that. It's like paint your picture, God, on our canvas. Because when we do the painting, a lot of times it gets a lot of mess ups. And that's okay. We got to be okay with that. It's like we can't have control of that paintbrush because when he does, he always paints a beautiful picture that's conformed to to his son to what we should look like to more like him and less like everybody else we should want to be more like him and not like everybody else god didn't want you to be like them god didn't want you to you know act the way that they do laugh the way that they do preach like they do god didn't want you to be like them for a reason he didn't paint the same picture on their canvas on the same one as yours he didn't do an identical painting that's why everybody is unique and different in their in god's image it's like yeah he's not going to paint the same thing on somebody else's canvas he's not going to make two identical things because 
God makes everything beautiful in his own time. Like Ecclesiastes 3.11 is my life verse. Like he's placed eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Like he has made everything beautiful in his timing. Not everything beautiful in your timing or the world's timing or your parents' timing or your friends. No, in his timing, he knows best. And he knows when the time comes and when everything needs to come to pass. Right. And, and, and if I may say, that's why, that's why, when I, that's why art critics can carefully tell which one's the original and which one's the original. Yeah, no, it's so true. Um, I think yeah, in the midst of that. That's how come they can find which one's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got to let him do the work and got to let him do the do the speaking and do the talking, do the painting, because I think it's easy to, to just make up our own. And sometimes that's a good thing, but it remember from the verse that we talked about at the beginning, it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's he who he knows. He knows, and he knows how to paint it. He knows how to form it. He knows how to do all those things. And we got to remember that he knows the best way and not ourselves. He knows best. And I think that, uh, you know, there's something that I just wanted to read really fast. Is like when God starts to stray away from the plan that we are assuming that our lives should follow, we are wanting to tame God, not trust him. So how do we rebuild our trust in who God is? Where do we even begin? The best place is to start in his word. His trustworthy character is shown in his faithfulness to provide for the Israelites during the wilderness wanderings. You know, going before them in a pillar by like a fire by night and cloud by day and resting in the midst of their presence in the tabernacle and providing this manna to eat. God was faithful to the promise he made to Abraham or to um, Adam and Eve by crushing the head of the serpent, you know, as he sent his own son to earth to die the death that we should have died. He reigns victorious over sin and death. Like we like, man, when God starts to stray away from the plan that we are assuming that our lives should follow, we are taming God not trusting him we got to trust that he's gonna build you know build and remake like he's always like he's always done like we sing that song do it again like we've seen you move the mountains i believe i'll see you do it again like he has moved the mountains he's been faithful before he's gonna be faithful again time and time lord you've proven you do just what you said like you know it's like that's who he is like he's proven himself and we gotta be reminded that is like he knows best Right now, we're looking because we're about to kind of like try to wrap up this episode on the podcast. I believe we had a very good discussion um, today about God's plan. Um, plan. I hope it's better. Um, so, right now, we're going to pray. Um, and we're going to pray, pray um, about actually allowing God to, allowing God, allowing His plan to work in life. Um, like, why pray, please? No. Um, we do have a Instagram post that often on it. Um, but we have to talk right for the podcast. It will be uh, linked down below. Also, um, if you have a story about God changed your life, tell them story. Please send it to the podcast. We have something, especially if we have something. Um, who's about to be able to and stuff like that, please, then if you want to check the box, you can go back on. 
um, Father, I just thank you, Lord, God, I honor God, I thank you, God, God, I pray that you will be to let your plan reign for our lives, God. God, we are understanding now by reading the word that your thoughts are not our thoughts. We can't even fathom what you have for us, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for our time after time again. We were dirty, God. We were messed up. We were tainted. You still use us over and over again, God. You still call us worthy. You still call you still call us who we are. You still call us a priesthood. You still call us a chosen generation, God. Even even though we're tainted, even though we were born into sin, God. You love us. I give you glory for it, God. I give you praise. Come to our hearts, shape us as you see fit. Let your plan be the only plan we walk with. In your name I do pray. We will see Amen. you again. My, again, my name is This is Alexander, and we will see you next week on the podcast. Peace. Peace.